Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. We got to address a few things before we get started. First, PD gave me permission to wear shorts today. Second, I know next time you ask me to preach, I'm going first because I have nothing original to say now. Frank, you the man. Uh, I'm going to start with a story um, because that's how I like to talk. So I'm going to start with a story. I kind of um, feel like my entire life has been gearing me for fatherhood, believe it or not. It's almost like there's been a plan by someone all-knowing the entire time, and I've just been along for the ride. Um, the mistakes I've made, sins I've struggled with, people I've come across, uh, experiences I've survived, and goals I've either met or missed um, have all led me through to this point, through some serious pruning and, and preparation. Um, I've been low, very low suicidal, insecure, and very high. Not like that. I meant, you know, high. Ball, yeah, whatever. Ball player, <laughs> all that stuff, college ball, all that stuff. And all the while, um, I've, been, I've been blessed to be surrounded by folks who've either kept me high enough to not get too high or low enough not to get, you know, ridiculous. When my first career ended, I evaluated where I was and, you know, met and have maintained some friendships who I carry, um, who I carry to this day. The first, the first one I met, actually, when I was still playing ball, it was on February, 2000, February 7, 2006, 17, 2006. It was Jesus. If you're here today, I assume you know a thing or two about him. So I'm not going to, I'm going to um, just, you know, skip through that. I know you, I know you heard of this guy. For the next nine years, he would, uh, he would and continues to whoop my behind on an almost daily basis, getting me ready for what I'm here for today to discuss and what I have to continue on uh, doing for the rest of my life. And he gave me some help that I'd like to acknowledge some of today. Uh, first, my pastor. Uh, and I wrote down what I wanted to say. Uh, Y'all don't have to worry. I had my emotional moment this morning. So this is going to be tight. My pastor, who is a, a teacher, not the, you know, hooting and hollering snake oil. Won't he do it? Not, not that type. But like a Bible breathing educator. And, and I thank you. So if we could just thank. And, and most importantly. My, my wife, whew, who has endured more than any of y'all will ever know. Uh, me on a daily basis on 10 all the time is a lot, especially with these shorts. And her ability to deal with all these changes, entrepreneurship, me being delicate from time to time, my long hours, uh, my dissatisfaction with where I am and you know where I'm headed, my progress, and three of the best but um, brutal lives 24 hours a day for the past two years and some change is unbelievable. So if y'all could give it up for my wife, please. So now we got that out of the way. So uh, fatherhood in 2018. Like I said, I always felt like I knew, you know, I kind of knew what to do. I kind of knew where I was headed. But on September, nope, on June 19th, 2015, the day I found out I was going to be a dad, I was standing on the corner of 6th Ave and Watt Street getting ready to go teach my second class of the day, back when I only had two jobs. You know, it was a freak out about the timing because, you know, it wasn't in, in order. We, we, yeah, we fixed that. But not the responsibility. I knew I had it in me. Um, I knew everything I needed to know, so I thought. Because my paradigm then was, you know, make money, 
teach them how to make money, be there when they needed me, you know, teach them stuff, make sure my wife is good, done. Until it wasn't. That was, that was my paradigm at 11.30 a.m. on the 19th. At one o'clock, when I got back on the phone with Sharon, we instantly got into a fight. Um, and the fight was, and I'm just gonna quote it. I just, I, I feel like you aren't gonna be able to do this with me and we aren't even on really great ground right now. Like I told you I needed an air purifier because air quality is important to me where I come from. What? What does that have to do with the fact that we're having a kid? Like we're, you know, and then I'd soon find out everything. So I scurried my happy behind up to the Bed Bath & Beyond in Chelsea and carried the world's heaviest box across like three avenues in full game time sweat and delivered it to her house and, and fixed it. So then immediately after that, after I stopped sweating and breathing super heavy, I said, let me figure out, let me figure out what God says about, you know, how to do this thing the right way. And let me, let me start with me. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter three. You, you, if you don't have one, we've provided one on the chairs in front of you. <laughs> All right, so Proverbs 3. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. Um, I took this as a message to me, and a lot of the stuff I'll be referencing today is in Proverbs, so we don't have to move around like how PD does us. Um, so Proverbs 3, if you got it, say, go ahead. All right. Uh, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And this is the one that hit me the hardest. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Fathers, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil and equinox. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That's in my version. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So, you know, that, that kind of hit the head, that kind of hit it on the head for me right there. I kind of knew where I was starting from. And then I said, all right, well, give me something about the babies, you know, because there was a baby. So tell me about the baby. So go ahead and flip over to Proverbs 22, if you would be so kind. And then I read, train up, uh, I'm reading verse six, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I said, okay, that's, that's good, that's good. Give me some more, give me some more. Proverbs 23, I'm reading verse uh, 24, excuse me. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son or daughter will be glad in him. So I said, okay, okay, I like where this is headed. I like where this is headed. So then it was the golden question because y'all know my wife on Mother's Day made a decree, so I have to kind of address that. How many kids? Come with me over to Psalms 127. This is real life, people. This is how it goes. I'm reading verse three. It says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. So uh, where we are right now, right? Our quiver is about three children. She wants to fill it. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and fill it. 
So that was my instructions on fatherhood from, you know, bird's eye view. Obviously, I, I, I dug in a lot more. And a very smart man told me if you read one proverb a day, you will be, it's like your daily vitamin of, uh, of the Bible. And I, and I actually do do that part. So that's, yeah. Um, so then I had to relearn how to be, how to be a son, how to be a husband. It's amazing how this message about fatherhood led me back to understand how important it is to be a good husband. Because for the married men, um, you can't have one without the other. So there's that. So we don't got to read them through, uh, but, if, but essentially I went back to Exodus and read the Ten Commandments over again to understand how to respect my parents and, you know, heal some very important relationships and, um, and, and all of that stuff. So back to June 2015. Uh, that happened. We fast forwarded a little bit. Then we went to California because we had to tell Sharon's entire family that uh, we were expecting our first child. That was uh, September 17, 2015. We landed. Um, I got to meet the whole family. Uncle Simon, Aunt Jenny, Uncle Bert, Sylvia and Derek. I ate bibimbap. I said that right? Okay. Which is delicious. And then on February 8th, 2016, it happened. Y'all, I cried like I stubbed my toe. I cried like I found out Oprah deposited her mortgage in, into my bank account. <laughs> I cried. It was, it was and still remains the most important day of my life. Um, and everything that has happened from that has been a fantastic blessing since. And we had my, you know, two bedroom apartment for a little while and, you know, things were okay. I was just starting to understand what I was going to be as a father of a daughter of a woman in 2016 at the time and all of the implications and things I'd have to unlearn and undo and relearn and redo. I'd spent a lot more time around the people who I call friends and family. And we decided to take a trip to Korea so that Samira could kind of understand where she comes from on the other side of the family. She knew she was, you know, half mine because, you know, she looks like me. But we, we needed her to learn about the other side and we wanted her to meet her grandparents. We wanted her to see her, um, or her I'm sorry, her great grandparents and see her grandparents. So we decided to go and around June, July of that year, here come the fights again. Now we have an air purifier, so what else could I be doing wrong? And I said, what now? Like, are you okay? And she, I was like, you're not pregnant again, are you? Yep, yep she was, yep she was. And the Thursday before we flew out on September 8th, 2016, the sonographer says, dad, you might wanna sit down. And you know, I learned from my father, no, I keep mine planted, I'm good, what's up? And she says, so there's baby A. I said, oh Lord, and sat down. And there's baby B. And it has been a ride since then. Frank, I'm gonna piggyback off you a little bit. There's been, there have been so many ups and downs over these last couple of years. And time with children has been the, um, the commodity that I wish I could, could have more of, and I am working towards that. So to Frank's point, if you are not spending time with your children, the money you are spending does not matter. These dead white men on this green paper are not raising your children. It is your responsibility to do so. So there was that. So I have all of these lessons. I've had all of these time and it brings us to today, Father's Day 2018. And um, I wanted to offer to you guys, if it's okay, some of the things I've learned so far and some of the things I'm still learning. Is that okay? All right. So the first one is um, have a core group of influencers. Back to the Bible. Proverbs chapter 15. And under verse 22, it says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. So the first piece of that was never take advice from somebody you wouldn't trade places with. 
Um, and then the second piece of that was surround yourself with people who are maybe a little bit removed from the situation who can help you understand the godly way to handle fatherhood. Does that make sense? That's right, because I wrote it. Uh, and then Proverbs 11, chapter, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. It says, um, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So again, just going back to the importance of wise counsel. So my friend circle has gone from many to very few, but those few I hold very dear because of, you know, what they've helped me get through. Hello, hello, okay. All right, so um, that was the first lesson. The second lesson was um, understanding the duality of fatherhood. Um, on one hand, being the kid's hero, making sure that you show up every day um, with your cape on, whether it be to provide advice, tape up a band-aid, or tape up a, a wound, be whatever, maybe be daddy shark, do, 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 overseer, the fixer, all that stuff. But then the other side is to be the guide. It said, it said in the word, you know, bring your up and the children in the way they should go, and when they're old, they'll never depart from it. And that is the side that is um, a daily conquest. So making sure that you are your children's Example is, is paramount for where, uh, where we are headed as fathers in 2018. And in this world, if you, know, if you don't do it, uh, the TV will do it, and you don't want that. So that's that. The third thing is prioritizing fatherhood. And um, I've been kind of holding on to a little bit of a surprise um, for my wife. Sharon, I know that on Saturdays, I usually get home about 6, 7 o'clock. And I wanted to let you know that as of July 1st, I will be getting home before noon. So we have two days to uh, <clears throat> raise children. Relax. Yeah, Phil, the quiver. Who the quiver? Yes, yes. Praise God, the quiver. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and then my final point is uh, make sure that when you prioritize fatherhood, you are, like Frank said, you're leaving a legacy. So I I think of everything through the lens of faith, family, fitness, finances, and legacy. So your faith is the most important thing that you have to prioritize on a daily basis. Spend time with God, spend time in the word. Um, I'm getting better at that. I won't say that I'm perfect or even near it, but that's the first thing. Your family is your number one obligation beyond your faith. So make sure you are taking care of your family, fathers and fathers to be, and you know, fathers that you know, are already fathers. Fitness, to Frank's point earlier, you gotta take care of your body, but you also gotta take care of your mind, spirit, and um, your, your energy. So make sure that you have the correct energy around you. It's, it's often overlooked, but it goes back to keeping the right people around you. Finances, again, I told you I don't have anything original. Finances, again, to Frank's point, make sure that you are leaving what you can for your family. And even if it's not a million dollars in the bank, it's financial education. Teach your kids to stay out of debt and um, you know, just grow. And then, and then your legacy. Who will you be before you, or I'm sorry, who will you be after you're gone? Uh, will say more about you than who you are while you were here. Because when you're not around to defend yourself, what will the people say? Thank you, that's my time. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, 
If you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.